I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Gemma Tibbles, online senior fashion editor at ASOS. Welcome to our weekly podcast, My Big Idea. Each week, an inspirational woman tells us about their career and the path they took to get there in the hope that it might spark a few of your own big ideas. Today I'm talking to Jessica Gebhardt, who is the creative director and entrepreneur behind the two-year-old denim and wardrobe basics label, I Am Me. We'll be discussing the importance of a visual language to her brand, denim obsessions plus business highs and lows. Let's find out more. Here's Jessica's big idea. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Gemma. How are you? I'm doing good, thanks. How are you doing? Good. I'm really well. Um, so, you're not wearing denim today? <laughs> not today, no. I did think I probably should. This is one of our tees. Oh, okay. This is one that's coming out in a couple of weeks. Amazing. Yeah. What does it say? In- um, so, it kind of translates to, to me and I. So, it's like a play on the, the brand I name, am I and me, yeah. Ah, okay, cool. So, <laughs> when did your obsession with denim begin? Um, I think... Well, my background is in denim, so my career kind of started there. Um, after uni, I did some work experience and did a bit at Miss 60, so that was kind of denim-based. Wow, what, what era was that? Was I know. That the era of when we all had the kind of kit flair? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Really the Naughties classics. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then moved on to Days and Confused magazine, did some styling assisting there, and then I started a top shop where I started in um, the buying team on denim. Um, I was there for just under seven years. Okay. So I kind of learned a lot there in the denim world. Um, but previously, before that, my mum, she's also a printer textile designer and she kind of specialises in indigo mm. and natural indigo dyeing. So I kind of learned a lot about that kind of process as well through her. So Great. like the indigo Has she dye. had any kind of uh, input into any of your... She loves it. She's, she's my biggest fan, yeah. Bless her. Oh, she's great. <laughs> um, so, Off Season is the name that you've got up on your website, mm-hmm. for, which is i-and-me.com, by the way. Correct. Um, <laughs> to present your um, current collection. Yeah. What does that mean exactly? Are you ever on season? or? So, it's kind of a play on the inspiration of the collection, which was um, kind of really inspired by out-of-season um, coastal towns. So it kind of started from a trip to Margate about two years ago. We went kind of in November and it was really drizzly and miserable and just the colours of the sea and kind of that whole kind of feel. Was this when you were very first starting out? Yeah, so this is like... Before you'd even kind of drawn your first sketch? Yeah, or, exactly. Yeah. Like real, like back to the beginning of it all. Um, but then it is kind of a play on the kind of meaning behind the brand as well. Like, as you say, it is kind of seasonless that's kind of our strategy and our ethos and the whole idea of the each piece is kind of to designed to be worn all year round so um i bring out collections when they're kind of kind of fit for the weather change so i've got a new the new collection coming out in a couple of weeks so it's kind of getting colder so i'm bringing out the new collection which is kind of a bit more fit for the cold weather kind of thing mm-hmm. um i saw if you've got your lookbooks here today that it's kind of a darker denim mm-hmm. is that have you thought around just because light blue denim is so summer well, friendly the, um, and then the second collection 
is all raw denim, so it's unwashed, so it's kind of in its um, original state. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very, very rich indigo. Um, and that collection was inspired from my honeymoon, which we spent in a month in Japan, and I got obsessed with the, an architect called Tadeo Ando. Okay. Um, and it's kind of very dark, so it's kind of representing like the shadows of the architecture, and then there's a lot of grey in there, there's a lot of kind of linear stripes and stuff going through the fabric as well. What do you call it when it's this kind of, um, you can see the cotton um, grain going through? So this is just um, a contrast stitch, but they're all selvage denim. Right. So that's that's that kind of um, detail I think you're talking about. Yeah, with, I yeah. really love that. It's, look. Yeah, it's, it's really kind cool. of the most premium denim you can get. Yeah. Oh. Is it? <laughs> um, right, so... Despite this, after stalking your LinkedIn, I saw that you've got um, 14 endorsements for trend analysis and forecasting. (laughs) I also work as a consultant. So I do um, work with manufacturers and brands and um, various different people and companies and kind of work on trend forecasting, kind of trend development and product development. Um, So I work with a manufacturer in Turkey um, regularly and um, there's other stuff other kind of companies that I've worked with as well. So that's kind of, I guess, maybe why I and me is the opposite. It's mm-hmm. I do that as well, and I'm very focused and I'm doing constant research on what is new and, like, trend and stuff like that. Yeah. But I and me is more about quality and fabric, and that really drives the brand. So okay. it's, yeah, it's not trend-led. Okay, so your background at Topshop and that kind of thing, would that did that have an impact on... The processes you must have had to go through would have been quite like six-month periods mm-hmm. where it's very kind mm-hmm. of, um, you knew that it was autumn, winter, then yeah. it spring, spring, summer. Yeah. Um, I guess with this, you don't miss that? Or? Yeah. Well, it, I mean, I just think it doesn't make sense. It does for a company like that. I yeah. think that's just the way the fashion industry goes. There is a calendar and a buying kind of process. But for me, being such a small brand, it's really nice to be able to not conform to that I can kind of is your personal taste more that way as well yeah exactly I've always dressed like that very kind of driven by um cuts and quality of fabric and it's not never really like a trend thing for me so how does that work with your production do you are you do you still have though these kind of deadlines where you're like we have to get this out by this time yeah or yeah, how does yeah that there is it? definitely going through that at the moment as well with the launch in a couple of weeks it's kind of like production management is yeah it's it is full on it's it's the same as what it would be at top shop obviously mm-hmm. a lot smaller scale but there is deadlines and we have to meet that and you know there's sale targets and yeah that kind of thing so how often do you drop newness is it is it just twice a year or does it kind of trickle um it's twice a year at the moment but i'm working on like other mini kind of collections and collaborations and stuff in the future so um it's I don't really yeah it's kind of it's twice a year for now but yeah it might change yeah cool um so when you're not governed by this seasons what are your starting points with a collection because you kind of you've got the world your oyster I yeah. suppose if you haven't got to be like right we're doing vests it's spring summer or yeah 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 it's really nice like that kind of working more conceptually like mm. um Really, I start at the fabric, so that can inspire the whole collection. I think the third collection that's coming out um, is massively inspired by the fabric, but also really inspired by a quote that I read in Apartmento magazine. Um, And it's basically, um, I can't get it 100% right, but it says something like, good things go with good things. So it's kind of talking about um, 
it was a quote by Donald Judd's son, who's he was an um, American artist, okay. like kind of from the minimal, minimal, <laughs> minimalist, minimalist <laughs> um, kind of um, era. Yeah, and um, it's kind of really nice ec- explanation of like good good design can go with good design. It doesn't need to be so contrived and like trend driven I guess so it's kind of that's what I've taken from it anyway so I'm really taking it back to like the fabric and the cut and using a lot of like linen mixes and kind of kind of going quite natural with it so the palette's very kind of natural and yeah I love all your imagery it's so so um and also what about um you've mentioned travel you're coming to Japan Mm -hmm. and magazines and that kind of thing is there any kind of person or films or other ports of call that you look at for inspiration? Yeah, I think film and music's really key. Like, definitely art as well. Like, I'm constantly reading things and going to exhibitions and mm. listening to new music and stuff what like that. What have you that. been to lately? That, that... Um, what was or not even lately, thing? something that kind of has informed um, your collections? The, well, the latest book I read was the Gil Scott Heron biography. He's an American musician. Um, that was really inspiring. So it's kind of talking about his, obviously, life and his career and who he had inspiration from and stuff like that. Right. So, again, yeah, like reading and that kind of thing. Cool. Is there yeah. anyone or or um, anything on Instagram that's sparking your interest? Because obviously you've got a really beautifully curated Instagram. Mm. Are you really into that kind of yeah, stunning I think visuals? And- I, I'm really interested and get inspired by... Um, what other people get inspired by so I, I want to build that kind of thing with the brand like I want we have our journal on the website as well so we're constantly updating that with what we're into and your what yeah so tumbler. I saw on there that you had yeah you've got all sorts of like films and yeah my husband actually he writes he, all that yeah oh, cool yeah and I saw that he'd written something about the Chanel show yeah um what was it that kind of because obviously you're looking at that kind of thing, you're mm. still looking at that, and I guess because you're trend forecasting, yeah. that makes sense with the turkey-based company. But is yeah. there, with the shows happening, do you get involved in any way, or do, do they just sort of go on around you and you just dip in and out? And yeah, just kind of dip in and out. Like, just it's important to be aware of who's doing what and what's going on and yeah. who's wearing what and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it it's it's just interests me. So, yeah, I like to read about it and... Yeah. Does social media, has it been important to your brand so far? Have you used it as a tool to kind of Yeah, definitely. I think Instagram, definitely, because it's a visual thing and that's kind of what I love to do. And like, like the lookbooks and stuff, like it's a really nice way of kind of showing what we're about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we use it as like a mood board almost. Yeah. And like, yeah, try and get people inspired as well. So when you say we, how many of you are on your t- uh, in your So team? my husband's getting more and more involved, mm-hmm. um, so he's helping a lot. Um, and then I have an intern um, on and off, yeah. and then just various people, like people I collaborate with and stuff like that. Because um, obviously pulling a lookbook together must be quite a huge... You must it is, yeah. And, or do you do the styling yourself? I do that myself, yeah. It's really cool. Um, but like I collaborated with the florist Fajura on the second lookbook, so we've kind of worked together a few times to build, help build the set for that. And then she came into my pop-up and kind of helped with the visual, visual merchandising and stuff. So, yeah, it's about, like, collaboration and relationships as well. And where was your pop-up based? It was Shoreditch. Oh, cool. Yeah. How did it come about? Um, it was just an important way for me to kind of gauge more relationships with the customers and get to speak to people. And um, 
it was just so nice having a space because I'm not pushing the wholesale I'm not going down the wholesale route so for me to sell it and retail it myself like having an actual location for people to come and look and feel the fabrics and see the quality and that kind of thing was really important and how long were you how long were you there it for? was just a week but I've just booked another one for 25 days I think or like yeah just over three weeks in November Cool. So that that's um, so. Are you there the whole time, or do you kind of have a crew that? Um, uh, I'll be there as much as I can be, yeah, because it will be seven days a week. But there's there'll be a few days that I can't be in, but yeah. Um, so you cater for men and women, mm-hmm. and I and me, um, and they're quite fluid kind of unisex designs. Is that purposeful? Um, yeah, I, I, when I started designing the first collection, it, I didn't really have a man or a woman in mind. I was just designing pieces, and then mm-hmm. it just fit into. A lot of them, or actually every everything I've released so far has been unisex. Um, I don't like to brand the brand as unisex because I am doing dresses and stuff like that. But it is like for men and women and uh-huh. for be to be shared between people and you know that kind of thing. So, what are the main differences apart from the obvious ones um, that of designing for men and women? Do they shop differently, or I think women are definitely more trend led um for the most part Mm -hmm. um yeah i mean like the fit obviously is yeah is the most obvious one yeah but i don't (laughs) think there is much i think people the kind of customer that shops on ime they're very conscious of the quality and stuff and and like yeah that's really important and they i think they can they can see that in the product so that's kind of what what's been popular and when did you was jersey and your wardrobe basics were they introduced Right from the start, or did that happen kind of? Yeah, along right the line? from the start. Yeah, um, it's, it's just something I think that can run forever through yeah. the brand. So if it's you, a bit like denim in that yeah, sense, isn't exactly. it? It's never going to be out of style. Like yeah. a great, great t-shirt. Exactly. Or, yeah, it's kind of just the key things. Everyone like the fallback things that people just chuck on every day. It's like yeah, people's favorite pieces in their wardrobe. Um, and is there anything exciting in the pipeline? What's next? Like, you obviously are dropping this new lookbook yeah. coming out, or the, the actual collection. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, I'm angling, are you ever going to sell dungarees? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your brand would make the perfect dungarees. Yeah. It's just really simplistic and beautiful, but yeah. sometimes they're always, like, crazy details you just don't yeah, need it necessarily just want something really simple well I, i'll work on that <laughs> thank you um it's not in the third collection but i'm i'm kind of designing the fourth collection so okay, yeah cool <laughs> um and what are your thoughts on specialists so like maternity jeans or petite or tall that kind of thing do you have any i think they're great like certainly for high street i think it's an amazing thing to be able to offer there's no other kind of department particularly focuses so much on like that providing that, yeah, yeah providing it um, I have thought about doing kids wear and stuff because I think some some of the basics could be amazing for kids, like some of I the totally jersey. Agree. Yeah, like, I feel like I don't know Oshkosh and those kind mm. of brands which do it so well. There's, yeah, there's so few though. Yeah. that actually do. It's because mm. there's a lot of. Um, I bet there would be a big. De- like, yeah, um, there's certain rules and certain rules and regulations oh, for kids okay. wear, and and also the, a lot of suppliers don't want to do it because minimums and stuff like that. It's right. not doesn't. It's quite difficult, I think. Okay, so but, watch yeah. the space. But yeah, it's something I'm thinking of. <laughs> um, and whereabouts are you based? You mentioned the pop-up with Shoreditch. Is yeah, that so I've got my East? studios just off Broadway Market. Okay. Yeah, in East London. So. Nice. Yeah. Cool. And um, as a, are you a two-year company? Yeah, mm-hmm. we launched 
um, last March online. Okay. So, yeah, but about two years I kind of started fully concentrating on it, yeah. Are there any challenges that you've had to face in, in that time? I think there's, yeah... The biggest challenge is the finance, definitely. Right. Um, how, how did you kind of set up the company? I've financed it all for myself at the moment. Um, but as we're growing, it's I'm looking into investment kind of mm-hmm. at the moment. And it's, yeah. Is that a tricky process? Where do you kind of begin with that? Um, there there's various way? places yeah. you can get, like, obviously the bank or grants or kind of personal investment from personal Elsewhere, people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's never not a worry, I think, for any business this small. I think, yeah, it takes a long time to kind of be making a lot of money. So yeah, of it's just the cash flow. Yeah. It can be quite scary at times, but... Who do you um, go to for business advice when you're feeling like that? Um, my dad's been really helpful. He's been really, really helpful. Um, so, we, yeah, we've kind of been discussing a few options recently. Um And then, yeah, other challenges, I would say kind of like relationships and stuff. There's mm-hmm. I've had a few tricky moments with people as in um, like uh companies that you do business with yeah or like just um like single people that I've been working with okay yeah um yeah I have a lot of friends who kind of work for themselves and that is a major thing yeah. where you just because it's kind of your baby in a way you really want people who are on board and get it and I think it takes a while to necessarily find those people who've yeah. got the same passion exactly and are willing to kind of give you before you potentially give back something like you know a lot of people are driven by money or you know stuff like that and mm-hmm. it's there's a lot of favors you have to call in when yeah, you're this small totally. so it's imagine. just you have to find the people that believe in it as much as you and like take them on the journey yeah and they'll they'll be rewarded at some point as well it's oh, just of course, yeah. yeah it's yeah it's tricky but relationships like I definitely learned that from Topshop like you could need to treat everyone with the same respect. Like, mm-hmm. no one's smaller than anyone else kind of thing. There shouldn't really be a hierarchy. Definitely. And if you look after people, they look after you. So I have had people that have like been behind me the whole time and they've been amazing. So it is like... Family. Yeah, <laughs> family and, yeah, and friends. And there's been people in business as well that have been incredible. Great. But it's... Yeah, yeah. there you are the odd few. kind of brand family, though. Yeah, exactly. Totally. That's what it's all about. And are there any labels who you admire... Obviously, we talked about from maybe from a business point of view first. Is there anyone out there that doesn't have to be doing denim, but that you're just kind of you like their either business model or you admire what they've done? Like maybe they're a small company as well, or um, the brand that springs to mind for me in terms of like an inspirational kind of brand vision is the Row. Mm. Just um, that's Mary Kate. Yeah, Mary Kate and Ashley. Yeah. Um, which is so weird, <laughs> but it's incredible. It's really gorgeous. It's though, so it? amazing, and yeah. it has got that similar signature of being really classic. Yeah, classic. Nothing too real kind quality. Of shouty. Yeah, mm. and like the, their Instagram's very art led, and like I love that you can kind of see that reflection in their collections and stuff, yeah. and like their their lookbooks and their catwalks. They're all very visual, and it's all very considered and very beautiful. And they always have like someone amazingly cool like lauren hutton yeah wearing it exactly or, yeah yeah it's it's absolutely the opposite of trend led isn't it yeah it's very exactly classic. it's so expensive but you when you <laughs> see that in the real life it's like it, these are why. beautiful pieces mm. they're the best quality and you know it's yeah. um and then from a denim level which labels do you admire um who's my fave 
if you weren't going to be... I mean, obviously, you're going to wear I and Me. Yeah. To, <laughs> but I if, think, um, obviously, denim's having a real moment at the moment um, with, like, the embroidery and the customization, and yeah. everyone's doing it. But I think the American brand Redone, they've been doing some okay. really cool things. Like, they were kind of the first ones to kind of do the cut... Um, playing with the patterns and kind of making one pair out of two Levi's. Yeah. Um, because obviously like the better one have done that and stuff yeah. since, but they were doing it before. Like wow. they would like, yeah, just kind of removing the pockets and having, yeah. That and like exposed or, or the paneling. Yeah. All off. And, and like changing the patterns and making their own new shapes and stuff. I think it's really clever. Yeah. It's really cool. Um, and then I was going to ask you about um, how many pairs of jeans do you actually own yourself? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Too many. I've got, a, like, a massive pile that's constantly leaning over. My cat loves to jump on top of it and <laughs> knock it all off. Um, too many. Too many. Yeah, and I can't stop. And are you a blue or a black denim worshipper? Mm, blue mostly. Same. I think it's hard to find the perfect black pair. I agree. I'm still looking for it. Blue... Blue is much easier yeah. in that sense. Mm-hmm. Like, to go and dark denim, I feel like like that kind of classic blue wash has had had a real big thing. But I also feel like what you're bringing out next is mm. this like dark raw yeah. indigo. I feel like that's definitely about to have quite big. Yeah, it's kind of that avisu. Yeah, definitely. Kind of, yeah, which obviously the it's quite Japanese geeky. I think. Of, yeah, it's yeah. especially in the salvage. It's very I really purist. Like it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and is there a shape you'd um, you'd say never to wearing or designing? Maybe um, I don't. I don't think I'd say no. No. Have you ever worn a boot cut? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love a straight a straight jean. They're straight my favourite. Yeah. yeah. And you do your like boyfriend jean has got all the rips and that kind of thing. Yeah. You're so there's into- like um, this. I call it a slim, but it's kind of. You can wear it however you want to. So if you want to wear it more high, it kind of goes a bit more tapered. If you want to wear it low, it goes more boyfriend. So it's quite right. a nice versatile shape. Yeah. And same with boys. Uh, boys normally wear it mid-rise, so it's quite a nice kind of slim straight on the men. And who are your favourite denim icons? Is there any? Is there a picture? Maybe you've put on a mood board before where you're like, oh, worship. Um, there's a few, like Patti Smith, Debbie Harry, uh, Marilyn Monroe... Uh, James Dean, like all those classic American kind of icons in denim. I think that's yeah. that's kind of what everyone imagines when they think of denim history. And it's always it looks like it's labelless. Those yeah. those people that oh, wore God, that, yeah. didn't they? It's yeah, kind of, and timeless. It's still yeah. relevant now. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when the occasion calls for it, what do you wear when you're not allowed to wear denim? If you have to, is there a go to dress up? Yeah, um, kind of like a. A slip dress or something, I guess, if I'm going out or something yeah. like that. Um, if I've got to be girly. I'm normally very boysy dressing. <laughs> what do you feel like when people... Come? I feel like denim gets a bit of a rep as in, like, a lazy girl's choice. Mm. Do you feel like that's true or do you think... No, not so much anymore, I don't think. Like, especially with the crop kick flair that's been so popular in the last couple of seasons. Like, that's... That's a nice kind of very girly option, isn't it? Yeah. And everyone offers it now and like lovely washes and things like that. So Do you think it's quite London based though to be able to rock up to work in a pair of jeans? Yeah, I would just imagine so. But we're it is, quite isn't lucky it? to we're be able to do lucky. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so grateful yeah, that I can wear jeans. To be able to wear day. whatever we want, I know. Yeah. It's true. Well, thank you so much, Jessica. I've really thank enjoyed you. hearing all Thanks about for having I me. and me. Um I'm a massive jeans fan, so this is 
very educational and fun yeah. for me. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> that was Jessica talking about her big idea. I'm Gemma Tibbles. Tune in next week for more career inspiration and check out previous episodes on iTunes, Acast or your favourite podcast app. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.